Hello everyone, we are so excited to introduce you to our Voices Week podcast series. Every day this week, I will be interviewing different participants on the subject of gender-based violence. Stay tuned. For this episode, I will be talking to Rubab and Alessandra, uh, our performers, or like two of our performers for the vaginal monologue representation that will take place on Saturday. This will give you an opportunity to understand a bit more why the performers choose to participate, participate in this event with us and uh, learn more about their opinion on uh, gender-based violence and how it is important to talk about it within our community uh, in Sciences Po. So stay tuned for uh, what we're going to be discussing today. Hello, Alessandra. Hello. Okay, so uh, first and foremost, I would like to know why you decided to uh, become a performer with the Vagina Monologues. Yes, thank you for this question and thank you for inviting me here, Sixteen. And I uh, chose to be part of this project because I think it's a mm, great initiative to wear uh, to raise awareness, and it's a great initiative to find a space, a dedicated space uh, for uh, women and uh, to share their own personal experiences and to uh, also for people who are not really. Um, don't not really know much about it, uh, about these issues, uh, to become more um, become more aware and also uh, see how things can happen in everyday life and uh, things can happen to their friends and uh, colleagues. Okay, awesome. Can you tell us a bit more about the the monologue you're going to be performing or is it not decided yet? Like, is there anything you can tell us about that? Um, I haven't finalized it, but it is is about uh, early sexualization and uh, young girls uh, being sexualized since they are very, uh, when they are not even aware of their own bodies and how this can affect their own thinking about other girls and about themselves and Yeah, this is, this is what it's going to be about. Okay, awesome. That's such an interesting and important topic. So we're looking forward to seeing you on stage uh, to hear more about that. Uh, so this event, the whole Voices Week um, project that we're organizing, so its goal is obviously to raise awareness on gender-based violence. Do you think it's something that is necessary at Sciences Po to have that kind of event? Absolutely. I think it is necessary in any community and in any um, secondary uh, education institution. And I think that Sciences Po, as really any other secondary institution, is not should not be uh, left out from this kind of project. I think um, that sometimes uh, we also tend to stereotype uh, either the situation where um, where uh, aggressions and uh, harassment can happen while it really ha- can happen uh, anywhere in uh, at any level it can be something little or that people think that it's a it's, it's insignificant while for women can, for a woman or can be much more uh, significant and can have um, a durable impact on on their lives so i think Sciences Po, we need to talk about this and it's 
um, it, it is uh, also relevant for our um, not only as uh, as people as humans, but also uh, on a more uh, academic level and start even to uh, increase and include this uh, this perspectives and in our in our studies. Okay, thank you for your answer. And to follow up a little bit, do you feel like you are protected from this problem as part of this community in Sciences Po? And if not, why? What makes you feel uh, unsafe or not protected from violence, from discrimination, and things like that? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, well, sadly, I I have to say I never feel completely protected, and uh, Sciences Po is not an exception. Uh, even before actually coming to Sciences Po, I heard there um, there there were uh, episodes. There had been episodes of uh, sexual harassment and um, uh, yes, these episodes. But I still um, I I believe that Sciences Po is not an an exception in this case, and it sadly is uh, the almost the rule. So since it happens everywhere. I um, I think that girls and women do not really feel safe anywhere. But uh, once um, these topics are uh, discussed and uh, talked about, uh, I think uh, girls and women can become more aware of the fact that they're not alone. So what makes me feel uh, better is that I know there are other uh, girls, women, but also men and boys that um, know about the topic and uh, hopefully even in their daily uh, daily life can uh, change behaviors and uh, their behaviors and they can change also their mindset on how they think about women, how they conceive and understand sexual harassment. Um, so, yes. Okay, thank you so much. And to kind of expand uh, the subject, do you think that women in France or in your home country or in the world in general, receive enough protection from violence? And what would be your ideal solution, like off the top of your head, to end or at least partially solve the problem? I, as I, I said question. Uh, a bit before, I think women, nowhere in the world women can feel 100% safe, um, even if. Uh, undoubtedly, there are some places where women can feel more endangered and other places where feel, women feel a bit safer. I think um, uh, in France, uh, fortunately, there is a level, a certain level of debate and awareness on the subject. So I think uh, I may feel like um, I may feel like women could, could feel um, safer in France uh, since uh, the issue is at least partially acknowledged and uh, try, they, they try to, the, not only uh, civil society, but in general also institutions are becoming more um, um, careful and attentive on this issue. Um, so I think an ideal, the ideal solution, not only for France, but for anywhere in the world, and I think this is really lacking for from all societies is early education about the topic. So um, talking about uh, sexuality, talking about 
uh, gender violence should be something that uh, girls and boys should know since they're since the really primary education. And of course, with um, a certain level of uh, language adapt adapted to their ages. But I think uh, since, as I was talking about um, in my uh, one of my, in the monologue I, I'm going to perform for the uh, vagina monologue uh, uh, event, even a very young age, boys and girls can uh, have a misperception of their bodies and how their bodies could be um, interpreted by others. And I think it's important for everyone that uh, young people and uh, children even uh, start um, understanding what is gender equality and uh, respect for any other gender. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to speak with me. I'm sure the people listening will be very interested in uh, knowing what your take is on this very, very important subject. Uh, thank you, Sixteen, for uh, collecting um, this opinions, and thank you for uh, making this podcast possible. Of course, well, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Alessandra, for coming. We will now be moving on to Rubab's part of the interview. Hello, Rubab. Hi, 16. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, it's your second time performing, as I understand. What made you want to reiterate the experience? Um, well, last year, this was a really moving performance for me. Uh, I performed a piece called Maurice by Kathy Najmi, I believe. And it was one that I related to a lot. And it was in performing that piece that I feel like I was able to get closure in the experience that I had. So there was a lot of internal growth associated with that performance last year. It was genuinely the vagina monologues last year was one of the best moments of my year. Um, it was also one of the last moments, but honestly, a, a very great note to, to end with because then COVID. Mm -hmm. But um, it was really, really, really a fantastic experience, not just because of the performance aspect, but also because of the community at that time, the production managers, the performance managers, everybody who was contributing, um, and even the audience was so engaged during the performance itself. It generally felt like a very moving experience. Um, so it wasn't a question of whether or not I would uh, try to be involved again this year. Awesome. Well, I hope that it's going to be as good or better this year, but as you said, COVID always makes things a bit complicated, but we'll do our best to make it as good as possible. Uh, okay, so do you think having an event like the one we're having to raise awareness on gender-based violence is necessary at Sciences Po? I do think it is necessary. I think it is an assumption that everybody on this campus, or at least most people, have similar mindsets when it comes to equality, when it comes to feminism, but recent events show that that's not the case. And moreover, I think when we're in a position to be able to do something, it would be bizarre not to do something, I guess, or not to put on a production like this. Because even if maybe, maybe not everybody in the audience is gonna experience a huge mindset shift from being a misogynist to being a feminist. Um, but I think that the the weight of this performance lies more in in sort of directing the narrative a certain way and 
also, I, I guess my opinion is that TVM isn't even only about um, sexual harassment. It's, it's also about embracing being a woman and embracing sexuality, embracing generally the female experience. And I know that was really important for me last year as well. Even now, I mean, saying the word vagina on a podcast is a little bit like, it's a still feels a little bit bizarre, but it's such a, an important move towards embracing these things, which have so long been taboo. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so we're, you know, we're doing uh, this event. It's going to be all the profits that we get from all of the fundraising we're going to be doing during the next week. It's going to go to our beneficiaries. So it's a nonprofit uh, in Le Havre. It's called the AAFD. And they uh, offer shelter and resources to uh, women victims of violence. And so we are trying to kind of build a sort of partnership with them so that it could facilitate the volunteering of Sciences Po students at their uh, organization. So students could, could come in and help in some ways uh, that is left to be determined. Uh, is it something that you'd be interested in and that you think that people at Sciences Po are going to be interested in doing? I think it's something that people would be really interested in doing. I feel personally that students would like very much to be able to volunteer, especially in this capacity. I know that personally I would. It, it is a bit hard, I guess, as an international student to to assimilate into those roles uh, coming to France. So I think being able to have this partnership where it is, as you said, facilitated for students would be would be really helpful. And it would be something I think really enjoyable, especially if it's being done as a community and for the community as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, to go back on what you said about the fact that some international students especially might feel the barrier language. What It's something that we discussed because I've been discussing with the nonprofit and actually what, what the students could help with is a lot of like help, like not necessarily homework, but a lot of the adults and children that are taking in charge in the, by the association, they are either in formation or trying to studying for a new job or a new certificate. And a lot of them uh, do not speak French or do not speak French that well. And uh, would be also, it would be good, even if you're not uh, fluent in French, being an English speaker would be like a very good way to communicate as well. Because they also must feel kind of like this deconnection that mm-hmm. quite a lot of our students actually feel as well coming to France. It's the same for a lot of them that are not in their home country. So I think it could be like, for some nice connections between the students' beneficiaries. So, yeah. That does sound really nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, to finish this, so um, I think you heard there has recently been a wave of testimonies coming from all Sciences Po campuses to address issues of rape and sexual assault and most especially put uh, blame on the fact that the administration is staying very inactive and is unable or refusing to deal with those issues properly. So what do you think about that? Have you heard about the movement? Uh, do you agree with what it's saying? And, and so on. What are your thoughts? I have heard about it. I've seen it on social media, especially there's that uh, post that I've seen the most, which is of, of, like you said, the different testimonies from different Sciences Po campuses. I wish I knew more about it. Um, 
it's my own fault, but because it was in French, I was waiting yeah. until I could speak to um, one of my French-speaking friends about it. But yes, that that's definitely on me that I should be doing more. And I think that's also a sign of, of why it's important to talk about these things, because there are some people who who maybe don't understand the full weight of what's happening. Uh, this question is very complicated, especially when you don't necessarily speak French. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to understand how big it's getting. And uh, is there anything you would like to add about that and um, tell the people who are uh, listening to us? Um, just a little bit, which is that last year when, when we had testimonies coming out on the LH campus, there were um, quite a few in a short span of time there were a lot of people who were frustrated with admin because again they were not doing any, anything or it felt like they weren't doing anything and it was only later that it was actually revealed that they had been taking some steps but even then looking at what they had done it still doesn't really feel sufficient if that makes sense more because i understand that it can be hard to be transparent in some situations but when you have a student body which is clearly agitated when they are clearly angry about something, then silence is sort of the worst way to handle that, I think. And so having that transparency, I think, would have helped alleviate a lot of the concerns that the student body had. And I think that the, that's the same th thing which is happening now um, with the, the resignation of Mion, um, as we talked about, that even now it seems like there's just, it, it's just trying to put pretty wrapping paper over what's happening when that's not the way that that can be handled. And also maybe it's me being a bit naive, but I feel like as students at this institution, we are all very passionate about what's happening and we are all mature enough to be able to, to have these discussions. So I guess trying to keep us in the dark isn't going to help anything, especially when these situations are, are happening in our communities, when it's happening amongst us, when it's happening at our parties, Um, you know, on our campus. So it seems a bit bizarre that they're not doing more to make us involved in that process, if that makes sense, to, to make it more transparent for us, which seems like maybe not the, the easiest thing to do, but at least a right step forward, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your opinion on all these very important matters. I think that it's going to make everyone listening kind of reflect on that because we do all need to feel like it's affecting us because it is. So even if you're not like the biggest feminist ever or if you're not particularly concerned or if you, no matter how you feel, you should be able to get at least some kind of grasp on what's happening right now because the consequences of the movement that's growing right now, it's gonna, they, they'll be on us as well because eventually the the administrations of all these schools are not going to have a choice but to respond because it's growing too big and this silence is going to be more hurtful to them than than actually doing something so uh thank you so much for uh coming uh we hope that those of you listening will be motivated to uh go and see alessandra and rubab as well perform uh saturday because it's going to be quite amazing i think We will come back tomorrow with again a new uh, intervenant and I hope that you're still having fun with this podcast, that you are learning and, uh, and yeah, thank you so much for listening.